Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. So glad you're along with us again this weekend. Mark Cox here, Bo Matthews with us, of course, and uh, Carl Middleman. Hi there. Good to have. Good to have you guys. Good to see you guys again. Welcome back. Absolutely. Yeah, welcome back. That's hey, amazing. I, I, you, you made it out to New York City and back. New York City. I always love that pace of mm-hmm. salsa commercial. Uh, anyway, uh, I did go to New York City, Bo Matthews, and. If I, I'll just have to say this, and I hope not to hurt anybody's feelings. If I never go back again, <laughs> it might be too soon. Can I, can I, just tell you? I think I think New York City is one of those places where the first time you ever go in your life, you're amazed how big it is, all this stuff. Um, second time, it wears off on you a little bit. This was probably my third or fourth time in New York City, and quite frankly, I I mean, I've seen all I need to see there. Well, before the trip, you painted this wonderful picture about the campground and your wife okay, uh, drug your RV out yeah. there, and it was gonna the the campground was gonna overlook the city and the Statue of Liberty and all that stuff. So you really did paint a nice picture. Where's the reality? Fantastic experience with urban camping. I will so say you liked that. New Jersey. You didn't like New York. We stayed in New Jersey. We stayed at a place called Liberty Harbor, which is attached to a park and a golf course, and it sits right on the Hudson River there. And you can see the Statue of Liberty from the marina. It's Love where that. it's where one of the boats leaves from there to go to Lower Manhattan. On the other side of the park is where the, the boat leaves to go to Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty, which we did. That was a great experience for the most part. It's just downtown Manhattan. They've let it go to go to hell they, they they have you you don't feel safe they 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 warn you not to ride the subway um did they, you 
We did not. You didn't have I, to? Okay. I, I had I have friends at Fox News who I stopped to see last week. Two of them told me, don't take your family on the subway. It's just not worth it. Wow. You're better off walking or taking a cab. They the have surrendered the subway. Now, Eric Adams, the mayor up there, will tell you, this is just a perception problem. We have three million people who ride the subway. This is not a problem. Remember hearing that? Does that sound familiar like in St. Louis? Yep, yep. But at the end Absolutely. of the day... You don't want your family to be the victims of the fact that they refuse to enforce the law. They refuse to relocate homeless encampments that have chosen the subway as a dry place to live. Mm. They refuse to put a police officer on every train. They refuse a lot of things they could do to make that a safer environment. So we didn't ride it. Um, And then... The other law they changed in New York is, and people, some people are going to get mad at me about this because some people don't care. They legalized pot up there a couple years, about a year ago. So you can no longer walk down Broadway or 6th Avenue, the Avenue of the Americas, leading up to Times Square without walking through a cloud of noxious pot smoke about every wow. 10 feet. You can't get away from it. The homeless people, they're homeless for a reason because they spend their money on the wrong things, I guess. But they sit around and smoke pot on the side of the street and or or the street performers stand there. and so, I mean, it's everywhere. It's, it, it's like how I've heard Las Vegas described these days. So let me let me understand this. Were you in a group of people or was it just you and your wife and your, your daughter? Just the three of us. Yeah. And as the man of the family, I mean, you want to be the protector. That that had to like worry you a whole bunch, and you can't defend yourself. You you're and it's you not it's your, not your, it's not a right. uh, reciprocity state, so you can't conceal carry. Um, right. If you go into any museum or the ferry to Ellis Island, any of that, you go through um, you go through airport level security. Take yep. the belt off, everything out of your pockets, all of that. So. So for the portion of the day when you're over there, you feel safe. When you come back, you can't carry mace. You can't carry anything you might use to protect yourself. So so they completely cater to the criminal element. Who doesn't care about any of that? It, it's, but as far as your vacation goes, did you get to do all you wanted to do? Or did you like? Did you get a slice of uh, pizza from New York? Got a slice of pizza. I did all the regular uh, stuff. And I, I'm okay. glad my daughter got to see it. She took in a Broadway show. But uh, I just think that They've gone astray in New York City, and so many big cities are kind of headed that way. It's it's really it's really kind of uh, it's kind of sad. Really, it, it it's gone way sad. downhill. I was there in 2016. It's markedly worse now than it was in 2016. I'll have to say. It, it, it resembles Escape from New York. You remember that movie? <laughs> I do. Not An quite. Urban jungle. Yeah, not not quite, but it's 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 definitely moving moving in that direction. It's kind of sad. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. welcome back. Glad you're all safe. Thank you, Bo. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, me, no, really. I, I I didn't want to do a solo show, man. <laughs> hey, coming up, we're going to talk about hunting season, the great outdoors side of all of this, and then and then we'll tell you a little bit about. Uh, A gun safety idea miraculously has popped up in the St. Louis City school system. But wait a minute. Hasn't that been around a long time? I don't know. Genius. 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 It's all coming up on Second (laughs) Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Worried about? 
about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. I tell you, my brother-in-law called us the other day, getting ready to head out to his property and needed some help putting up a new tree stand. And that's when that's when the season gets real for me, because it's soon to be a gun deer season, which is what I wait for every year. So uh, the cool weather, the leaves starting to fall, kind of gets the blood pumping a little bit. Oh, yeah. And our next guest on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, we go outdoors to Drury Outdoors, the thinking woodsman and the guy from DeerCast, Tim Jelsvik. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, sir. How are you? Bo, Mark, Carl. Hi. I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. Good. Yeah. Uh, so what have you done to prepare? Uh, Mark gets all excited about it. What, about, <laughs> what have you been doing? Boy, uh, I started, uh, so in Missouri, archery season starts on September 15th. So uh, all summer I was hanging stands and running trail cameras and running some mineral sites in counties where it's allowable. Uh, so it's 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 been it feels like deer season never really ends. It's just kind of a, there are different aspects to it. Uh, so I've been I've been hunting. I've killed a few deer for the freezer so far. And, had some neat encounters. I had a couple three-year-old bucks sparring in front of me oh, wow. in late September, um, and they're they're kind of they're starting to feel frosty and, and <laughs> wanting to assert their dominance. And and uh, and, and yesterday I was out. At, I hunt a property down in Bourbon, Missouri, and I saw 
a, a, a doe jump out of a block of timber and she was chased by something and not a couple seconds later, but there's a mature buck that came out, uh, running her down. So, so, you know, it wasn't a very serious chase, but the bucks are all, you know, at the time we're, we're, we're recording this, the bucks are already starting to feel their oats a little bit and, uh, start chasing those first few, uh, does that might be starting to come into receptivity. Yeah. What to, uh, just for those of us who still need to learn when you, when, 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 when does the rut officially start? I mean, is it, is it triggered by the weather? Is it triggered by hormones? It's uh, uh, what, when will we know they're in the rut? So this is where it's important to kind of separate the science apart from how we feel about the weather, because usually for us as deer hunters, we start getting those frosty mornings and, uh, you know, it stays cool throughout the day and the days get shorter and we feel like, okay, yeah, the, the, the ruts, the ruts going to happen. And we could have that in early, uh, we could have those kind of, that kind of weather in early October. The reality is the rut is always the same, uh, and it is determined by photo period. So deer are uh, slaves to how much daylight there is. And when there is a certain amount of daylight, their hormones react as a result of that. And so that's when does start to um, start to uh, become more receptive to bucks and bucks increase their uh, testosterone production. And for most of Missouri, most of the Midwest, November 14th is kind of considered – the peak estrus date, and that's when the majority of does are the most receptive to being bred. And so everything leading up to November 14th is kind of considered, um, uh, I should say, early, late October, early November is kind of considered pre-rut, and then you start to get closer to that um, that November 14th period, then, then it's really like you're in the rut area there. And so deer hunting for our area is going to get pretty tough here this weekend because it's pretty darn warm, but we're going to get a cool snap. And if you look at deer cast, it's showing that uh, cool temps are coming. The barometer is going to be increasing. We've got a, a favorable moon phase coming. And so deer activity is going to get really, really good here uh, towards the, the end of October. So we're all very excited about that. But to get back to your original question, photo period, the amount of daylight always dictates uh, when the rut happens. Nice. Okay. So you captured Tim, you captured, uh, some footage of two bucks that were, uh, for, they were, you know, engaged. Is that the one that went viral? Is that the one I sent you? No, this is, so I was hunting over in Eureka. Um, and, uh, and I had just had these bucks kind of lock up in front of me. So, um, so yeah, they they were both three-year-old, three-year-old deer. And so they weren't quite, quite you know to the peak of their maturity so i kind of let them go but it was really it was really neat to see that activity and see it so up close and you know hear the clacking of the antlers and everything pretty cool oh yeah so uh and and your your uh, uh your cameras that are out your game cams that are out in the field um it, are are deer mainly nocturnal are they are they just moving all the time uh technically deer are considered crepuscular animals which means that they (laughs) uh, (laughs) we all know that word uh which means that they are most active during kind of those twilight hours that's how the physiology their the physiology of their eyes 
are really dialed into that kind of twilight, that dawn and dusk period. Though that, that's when they're the most active. I I, I really think that like direct sunlight kind of screws with their eyesight a little bit. I think they they prefer that kind of dusky light and so that they're typically more active during that time and then they also tend to be more active overnight especially when temperatures are are really warm where there's a full moon um and and, and that's why it's so important for hunters to figure out when they're going to be on their feet during the daytime because that's our that's our only opportunity to get them and for a mature buck that might be just a few hours every day that they're actually up and moving around. And so, you know, that starts to feel like a needle in the haystack proposition when you have limited time and limited access to determine when you're going to go hunt. It's like you, you want to have the best chance possible when you go out and sit in the stand to encounter a good deer that's up and moving around. That's a good, it's a good point. Uh, Tim Chelswick is our guest from Jury Outdoors. Since we're on the subject and you mentioned deer cast a couple times for people who are listening right now to the program who maybe aren't familiar with it, uh, kind of explain it again, because I've downloaded it to my phone and I think it's fantastic because I've got a lot of questions that you answer with, for me through the technology. What, what all do you plug into this thing to make it work? So really, you just give it uh, whatever locations you're going to be hunting at, and then it pulls in real-time weather data out to 14 days, and it will give you a deer movement prediction based on over 13 different meteorological factors that include things like wind and wind speed and wind direction and cloud cover and temperature and and departure from average temperature and moon phase and time of the year. Like there's there's a and time of the day. There's a lot of different factors. Deer are not uh, uh, you know, simple creatures, they react to, uh, uh, a bunch of different variables and those variables all interplay with each other. So deer cast pulls in all that weather data and all that moon data, and then it runs it through our custom algorithm and it gives you an hour by hour prediction of likely deer movement all the way from bad to great. And, uh, and so, so not only that, but then we also have a deer recovery tool in there. You can pick your point of impact on a deer and it'll tell you, you know, show you like the organ systems that you hit and it'll tell you if the shot was lethal or not, and how long to wait, if you're going to go uh, blood trail it. And, uh, and, and then we have, we have maps in deer cast now. So you're talking about putting out uh, a deer stand. You can put that stand on your map. You can drop wow. points for your mineral sites and your trail cameras or your deer sightings. And we have a wind checker on there too. It animates the wind over any particular area that you want. So you can see like, should I go hunt this stand? Like, is the wind going to be blowing into the direction where the deer are coming from? Or is it, is it going to be safe for me to hunt? So a a lot of great tools in there, not to mention all of our videos and, and shows and everything. The deer have no chance at all with the deer cast. That's awesome. It's almost like a, it's almost like the Waze app when you're driving. You know, oh, is the cop still there? Yep, yep, yep. Um, kind of cool. Uh, and so uh, you brought your daughter out uh, a couple of years before she actually hunted. Is she excited about this year? Yeah, she she really is. She uh, she wants to kill a buck. She she really says she wants antlers on the wall. And she's killed a doe <laughs> before with a crossbow, and she was just over the moon about that. Uh, but but both her and my son, my son's five. He's going to be six years old. They they go shed hunting with me. Uh, if it's a decent hour of the day and I kill a deer, I'll have them come blood trail with me. There's a lot of, you know, especially if 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 folks are out there and they want to get their kids interested in hunting and maybe 
you want to kind of stair step them into it. There's a lot of different things around hunting that you can do that are not actually hunting, but but hunting adjacent to help them understand and get a concept and an appreciation for for like my son is five, he'll be six, and he really wants to kill a deer this year, and 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 he like he's technically proficient enough with the crossbow, but I don't think he understands the concept of death deeply enough to appreciate wow. the gravity of what he would be doing if he were to kill a deer. So even though he could practically kill a deer this year, I think I'm going to hold off another year. So may, so hopefully he appreciates the, you know, everything that's happening around that. And the fact that, you know, this animal is giving its life so that we can eat and, and provide for our family. Um, so, so the, the, the whole aspect of bringing your kids hunting is just, it's so incredible. It's just another, it's just another level of enjoyment that you can have and bonding and everything, but you just have to be really intentional about those, ex, those early exposures and making sure you do it right. I've heard horror stories of kids oh, yeah. going out and yeah, my dad made me pull the heart out of the deer and I never forgot about it and I've never hunted again. <laughs> and bit into it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or worse yet, they put a bad shot on a deer and they feel bad and the deer is wounded. And, like you just don't want to get into that territory, especially for, you know, an, a, an early uh, experience and someone who's still being impressionable about the about the whole hunting experience. Good point. See, see, I appreciate this. I really do, Tim, because I'm mapping out my strategy for this year. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna locate the 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 property. I'm gonna check deer casts, see what the conditions are. I'm gonna get my gun sighted in. I'm gonna be ready to go, and then basically I'm just gonna follow along Tim Chelsvik and his family wherever <laughs> they go, and that'll increase my odds. I think I figured this out. Right. I have this strange vehicle tailing me every place I go hunting. It's bizarre. <laughs> no, I, I, I got I to gotta include here that I mentioned uh, that you took your daughter out a couple of years, you know, just to have her in the environment and with you in the deer stand. And uh, they were about, you know, they have a, a son and they were wanting to take them deer hunting at some point. I said, no, you got to do it this way where you ease them into it. And I just think it's very thoughtful and thought out that the way you do it and the way you've done it. And I think it's uh, going to make great hunters for the Chelsvik family. Well, th thank you, and thank you for pronouncing my last name correctly. Also, that's it, it's a mouthful. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> but, did you did you hunt any uh, any bear? Did you get a bear tag this year? I put in for it, Mark, but I did not get drawn. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. I saw a photo. A I saw a photo the other day of oh, yeah, Bigfoot. I saw a photo the other day <laughs> of a guy who harvested a bear uh, somewhere in a local county. It was somewhere in the Greater St. Louis area. I don't remember where. Uh, so, so clearly, people had success this year. Yeah, uh, that that is the first the first bear taken in the two years of uh, a modern um, season that we've had, which is pretty cool. You know, it pops the cork on on our you know our new the new chapter in Missouri conservation, a real a true success story, really, um, about about bear and their. Uh, their proliferation across the state. So I, you know, and, and it's going to take a few years, I think, for Missourians to become proficient bear hunters. Because the reality is, most of us, unless we've traveled out of state, have never hunted bear. So, so we're kind of figuring it out as as we go. And and you know, one so far this year, and then you know, we'll see what happens next year and, and subsequent years. And and I anticipate the bear population to continue to expand, which just means more opportunities for people too. Well, and I, I will include here that uh, there's a viral video that just started going around, I think, yesterday or the day before, where the guy caught a bear, and he was, like, screaming at it and throwing stuff at it, but he didn't have a firearm with him. 
was that in Japan? Yeah, yeah. A guy was like on a on a, like a, a small mountain. He was scrambling up the side of this mountain. Yeah, this, yeah I saw a that. bear, <laughs> a bear came and, down and tried to charge him. And yeah, uh, it was it was pretty intense. And and the yeah, other story about the two wrestlers out in um, was it Collett, Wyoming maybe who got attacked by a bear? It was near Cody, I think Cody, oh. Wyoming. That's and, Wyoming. Um, yeah. One jumped on the bear because it was on his buddy, and they both got severely injured. Then they had to hike five miles out to get help, and they're both going to oh recover. Goodness. But it was an amazing story. It was a grizzly wow. in that case. That's crazy. Yeah, you, I mean, you definitely have to have respect um, and 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 caution around yeah. these animals, and they've been anthropomorphized by uh, by movies and cartoons and everything. But the re- I mean, even even a small dog can do a lot of damage to a person if it decides to. If you know, multiply that by twenty times or whatever, and uh, and a, a bear can really do a lot of damage. In fact, we live out in High Ridge, and my daughter saw a black bear coming through the field just behind our house. She was on the wow. playset this summer, and she saw it. And she, you know, she knows what it is. She, it, was, it wasn't a big raccoon. I'm, she says it was a black bear. I believe her. Um, and and I think just those, those sightings are going to become more and more common, and people are going to have to be more aware about how they store their trash. And you know, if they let Fido out on the leash in the backyard, is that you know, is that a safe thing to do? And um, and, and, and even with coyotes, and and when we're seeing more mountain lions in the state of Missouri, so we're yeah, we're going to have to be the ones that are adapting. I think as these species continue to to make a comeback. And with technology, we're getting footage of all that that stuff, too. From Drury Outdoors, the Thinking Woodsman podcast, and DeerCast, you want to uh, up your deer hunting game, this is the guy, Tim Chelsvik. Thank you so much for joining us again. We will talk to you maybe mid-season and see how things are going with you and your daughter. Hopefully, she does get that buck. Yeah, thanks, guys, and and, and good luck to you all, too. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, Tim, thank you. I'll be following you soon. Uh, just All right, for, so, for the <laughs> I'll be watching for you. <laughs> All right, hey, coming up, you know what? Um, they they they're making an about face in the St. Louis City Public Schools. They've decided maybe just just maybe we should start teaching kids about gun safety. I know it's shocking, but we're gonna we're gonna kick that around on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors coming up. Selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors with Mark Cox. I'm Bo Matthews. Carl Middleman is right there, our executive producer, putting this thing together for your enjoyment. And uh, we really encourage you to share this show. If you have uh, friends that are, uh, you know, like-minded, they can always find it as a podcast. But, of course, we uh, air on uh, both uh, 97.1 FM Talk Conservative Station and KMOX. Uh, This segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. They are into pair. And if you've never been, I encourage you to go because they are truly a gun concierge. If you are looking for something specific and a, a specific accessory or uh, a specific firearm, they've got a bunch of customized ones. Find their address co- and uh, get a hold of them at RazorbackArmory.com and tell them Bo sent you when you go in. Now. Good stuff. And you know what they will tell you at Razorback Armory? I'll tell you exactly what they'll tell you Razorback Armory. They are there for law-abiding gun owners who yes, practice gun safety, who understand gun safety, right? That's I, what it's all about. We hear all of these complaints all the time, Bo Matthews, about um, it, you know the gun violence problem in St. Louis. It's always a gun violence problem. It's not a violence problem where criminals happen to be using an inanimate object known as a gun. It's a gun violence problem, F- fixable in a variety of ways, including increased enforcement of laws that are on the books, and a healthy dose of common sense. Should it be phrased violence with guns? Well, sure. sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because you put the word, you put the you know gun word up up front, then it's the gun's fault. It's violence with guns. How about that? It's, it's great. And what's gotten a lot of attention recently is, and for good reason, some younger ch- children. I'm talking about two, three, four-year-olds have ended up getting shot. They found a parent's or or an older sibling's handgun laying around, many times probably an illegal gun, but regardless, not secured. And they've ended up hurting themselves with it because they've never been taught anything about gun safety. Uh, they, they're not taught it at home these days. They're not taught it at school. So uh, I, I wanted to play a clip f- for you from my former employer, Channel 4 News, about the the epiphany they've had in the St. Louis public school system suddenly. Go ahead and play, Carl. The curriculum is heading to many public and charter city schools. Today, educators for gun safety announced the next phase to take action on guns. Leaders are focusing on this fall semester. The curriculum teaches students how to avoid unsafe situations with firearms and what to do if they find themselves in an unsafe situation with a gun. The group started in April after at least 35 kids have been shot in the first four months of the new year. They say now at least 72 kids have been injured. 18 have died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Most of that is gang violence. Those aren't 
elementary school children that have died of gun violence. But but the local media always conflates those numbers because it serves their purpose. It makes the guns seem like the bigger problem. A lot of that is gang-related violence. That's not going to be fixed with a, a class in the schools. But, Bo, what are they doing here? Well, this, I, this is not talking about uh, kids walking down uh, the, the city streets with ARs like uh, have been reported. Right, right. This, this really, what you're gonna, about ready to talk about in the schools is about uh, kids coming across a gun in the family, you know, in the house, unlocked, unsecured, which is terrible. Yeah. And it, I, I don't know about you. I brought this up on my show this week is that when I was five or six years old, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, and guns, here's here I learned about gun safety. We'd go to my uncle's house down in Kentucky. You walk in the you walked into the house through the kitchen. Right behind the kitchen door, I can still see it in my mind's eye, was his loaded shotgun and a loaded twenty two caliber rifle in case anything got into his hen house in the middle of the night and he needed to grab it and run out the door. And you know right. how I learned not to touch those? Ooh, how? With a belt strap across my rear end on more than one occasion, and I <laughs> and I learned that lesson is the point. So we 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 got away from teaching kids about that a long time ago, uh, and and it became unpopular. And you you know why, right? Because it people like the NRA had a program for it. But the Brady campaign against gun violence and all of these left-wing groups had to beat up on that program. Why? Because it was the NRA. Right. They've right. been because trying. Because it was just the organization. Right. They've been they've been trying to teach kids gun safety since the 1980s. And and it's an elective uh, a program that they can put into their uh, curriculum, but they just don't do it. It, it should be as important. Uh, for gun safety for for little ones as a uh, stop, drop, and roll for fire. It, it, it really should. It, it should be. And and the, the point is, the program's still out there, and it's time for people to think about that. It's time for the St. Louis pub, public schools in St. Louis could adopt this program today. And it's already in place, and it's plug-and-play, and all they'd have to do is teach the curriculum to the kids. But they won't because it's the NRA. So we wanted to find out a little bit more about the program known popularly to me and millions of others as Eddie Eagle. Stop! Don't touch! I'm Eddie Eagle, and I like it too much to see you get hurt, and that's why I say, if you spot a gun, just walk away! Go find an adult, go tell him what you found, guns shouldn't be left lying around, yeah, stop! Don't touch! Leave the area, tell an adult! Do it with me now, stop! Don't touch. Leave the area. Tell an adult. I love it. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Welcome back. Boy, that brings back a lot of memories. Uh, Eddie Eagle, the NRA's character designed to teach kids about gun safety. I mean, all the times we hear these stories and you're thinking to yourself, this is nothing new. This has been around a long time. Uh, You know what? I've never heard of him up until just recently. Seriously. Bo Matthews. I I know. I've, I've... you were out of high school by then, so maybe that's what it is. But when I <laughs> when I learned of Eddie Eagle, I thought, now that is a great program. And at what point do you start talking to kids about guns? You know, they're talking to kids about a lot of things nowadays. A little earlier, so many things have changed. Lars Dalside is joining us this morning. A friend of mine, I've had him on my show many times over the years. Spokesman for the NRA as well. Uh, Lars, good morning to you. Morning. Appreciate you guys having me on today. Absolutely. Good. Good to hear your voice again. It has been a while. I mean, um, this Eddie Eagle has been around since 1988. 
1988, we uh, we had our then president, uh, the NRA past president, Marion Hammer. She got together with a group of elementary school teachers, uh, police officers, child psychologists, and others in the field, and they developed this program specifically for the pre-K through fourth graders. Uh, to teach them what to do if they came upon a firearm. We came up with the, the four simple rules. If you see a gun, stop, don't touch, run away, and tell a grown-up. I love that. And we've been teaching that lesson for, at least it's, as you said, since 1988. And at this point in time, I believe our numbers are we've held this seminar for more than 32 million kids across the United States. My goodness. That's, that, that, that's as probably ingrained into those that have heard the message as much as uh, stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. You know? There you so. go. It's good. You got you to gotta work it in early, yeah. obviously. Well, you know, here's the thing about it. For people who are gun owners, there's a responsibility that goes along with that, right? Just like your First Amendment rights have a responsibility not to yell fire in a crowded theater. With your Second Amendment rights, you have the responsibility to be a safe gun owner. The NRA preaches it. Everybody I know who's a legal gun owner preaches it. The the first part of that is keeping your firearm locked up uh, if you're not concealed carrying it or whatever the case may happen to be. I mean, that's the problem, Lars, we seem to be experiencing here in St. Louis. It's important, and I I don't want to downplay at all the importance of teaching kids these safety issues because that is important. But priority number one for every gun owner I know is safety. If you're not if you don't have the gun on you, it's locked up somewhere. It should be. Well, we believe that each an individual gun owner has their own each individual needs when it comes to the safety. You know, for someone like myself, I'm a single guy, no ex-wife, no kids, nothing like that. I'm the only one in my apartment. So when I'm home, my firearm is basically secured. Right. That's not the same for my brother who has kids. And it's entirely different rules and entirely different things that each individual person needs to do for themselves. And we definitely encourage those who, you know, if they have kids in the home, that they're, you know, make sure that everybody's well-educated on the whole thing and that their firearms are secure. Well, and as uh, technology has changed so much, now you have the thumbprint uh, ID to pop open the safe. Uh, you know, the electronics has just moved so fast, so there really is no excuse. Lars, I, I hope you agree that, that you know, people cannot store their firearms safely and securely and out of the reach of kids. Oh, yeah. As I said, we encourage the, the safe firearm storage for those, you know, if, as it meets their individual wants and needs. And we expect that everybody to be a responsible gun owner. We have plenty of classes when it comes to both handling, storing, and using firearms available throughout the NRA. Well, we've taken the resp- the, the problem is we've taken the responsibility away from parents and put it back on the inanimate object. That that's the problem I have with it. They want to blame the gun. Well, it's it's the proliferation of guns that's causing this problem. No, it's not. It it's people who have no respect for the firearm, who bring it home, who leave it laying on a, in a in a, an unlocked cabinet or whatever. They know they have kids in the house. Then a kid finds it something tragic happens. That that's not the gun's fault. That's the individual's fault uh, who put the gun there and they should have known better to begin with that sickens me you know i i i've got kid a kid who's been involved in youth sp- uh, sh- uh, shooting sports for years on a on a trap team and the sad the sad truth is that used to be common 
practice across America. Kids were exposed to, you know, Uncle Joe's gun standing in the corner because he needed to run out in the middle of the night and kill a fox if he was trying to get into the hen house. Or a possum or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was told growing up we'd go visit my uncles on a farm. Uh, you see that gun behind the door? Don't touch it. Yeah. Uh, and if I catch you near it, I'm going to blister your rear end. <laughs> and you don't you don't get. And I just knew you grew up knowing that. And today we we're we're removed from those more rural environments, and these problems generally happen in in these urban areas where people aren't teaching those lessons to their children, and they're not they're just not doing proper gun safety. So I guess Lars, my question for you is. How widespread is the program these days? Do you wait for people to come to you? Do you offer it to school systems? How, how does it get distributed? It gets distributed overall, usually through local law enforcement. Okay. Uh, we go ahead and we send them out. Officially, they apply for a grant, and we make sure that the grants usually get uh, approved overall. We send them out the materials. There are workbooks, there are videos, there are stickers, and all sorts of great things, along with uh, the mascot System. We give them the general program of what to do, how to teach it overall, and they'll go out from everything to elementary schools, to local libraries, community events. You know, we've had them at even Major League Baseball games and stuff like that, where they'll go out there and help to spread the overall message. Uh, we have people, like I said, they have been doing this since 1988. Maybe not the same people, but definitely the the same departments. And as I said, it's one of the things that we're, we're very proud of. And we get stories all the time about how kids come upon a firearm in a playground, in a bush, in their neighborhood, wherever it might be. And they'll go ahead and run off and they'll tell it. And there's a little story about, yeah, they had an Ed Eagle class last week, last month, last year. And, you know, we think them for going through and recognizing this danger and making sure that the proper people were were uh, notified. I wonder if Eddie Eagle's ever been uh, hanging out with uh, Fred Bird at the Bush Stadium. <laughs> that, that might be, you know, kind of cool. Uh, it might be a little foul, but oh, just kidding, hey. just kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, here I'm. I'm here all week. Um, so here's here's a question though. In this woke, woke world that we live in, when this program is introduced to a possible idea for the curriculum for young kids, do you get pushback from programs, uh, from schools, from school boards, things like that? Just curious if that's an issue. We've had pushback here and there. Like I said, it usually does depend on the system, and it used, usually depends on the people involved. But for the most part, when we're teaching this lesson, you know, there, there can be a reaction to the NRA from some parents that don't understand what it is that they're actually offering. But this is one of a handful of classes and programs that the NRA offers that has nothing at all to do with firearms. There are no firearms present. They're not part of the class. It doesn't come into play at all. And once they hear and they understand that this is teaching the kids, giving them a very basic collection of phrases for what to do, as well as workbooks and exercises and programs on what to do if they come across a firearm and to get away from it, they're usually, you know, more than happy to let their their kids take part in the program. Uh, I would hope so. Yeah, and, and I hope there are people listening today. Maybe they they go to their local police department and ask them to to present that to their school district. If you're doing this through through law enforcement, I mean, people could reach out that way and, and make a request of their local police, right? 
Oh, definitely, definitely. And if, like, the local police departments, if they don't have an Eddie Eagle program there, they can reach out to us here at the NRA, or, you know, they can send an email to eddie at nrahq.org. That gets right into the people running the programs, and they'll run them through the application system, send off the materials needed, and teach them how to get the class up and running. And, yeah. Lars, what about, now I'm thinking about homeschooled or even virtual schooled parents. Is there a program that Eddie the Eagle can be, uh, just ordered by an individual family. Yeah, overall, you know, the, the program can be taught by just about anybody. Um, the main thing is we want to make sure this gets out to as many kids as possible. Um, so while the overwhelming majority of the people who do put on the program are police officers, we have a number of other folks that are just, you know, active in the community overall, you know, whether it be from, as you were saying, the homeschool parents group, uh, you know, neighborhood watch, or just anyone at all that wants to teach this life-saving message for kids. I'll never forget a few years ago when they held it here in St. Louis. I mean, I wish you'd come back, but I don't blame you for not coming back. Um, but but uh, it sounds like Texas is a great place for that. Well, you know, I had fun in St. Louis, and I had the, it was my first time there. I had it on my list to get off to the arches. I had a number of colleagues that got to go off and uh, and visit the arch and go through the whole tour and all yeah. that. But unfortunately, when you're working on the, the public relations side, you, you don't really have that much free time at these things. Uh, so didn't make it out there. Maybe again one day. Well, that's too bad, Lars. Uh, would love to have had a chance to meet with you when you were here. But we, we just, that's great. It's great to know that history. That program's out there. It's been it's been beaten into the ground by the left. And now, lo and behold, in the city of St. Louis, they've come up with the epiphany that maybe, just maybe, they need to talk to kids about gun safety again, Bo. Well, I, I think, I, I, you know what? Now is never uh, too late. I mean, at least something will be said. They've already been handing out uh, gun locks and things like that for the programs uh, to the parents for gun safety inside the home. So it, it it is what it is, but we'll take what we can get as far as gun safety goes. Would you agree? I would, I would agree, except it'll be interesting to see what else they stick in there. I'm sure they'll have their own agenda as they teach So this. did you get the belt, actually, or just the sound <laughs> of the belt leaving the belt loops? Oh, all of it. The full effect. <laughs> and it was very effective, just as I remember. I got the belt once, and then... And then from there on out, all I needed was to hear the loops, uh, you know, singing. And I was like, I'm good. I'm good. All righty. Well, there you go. Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Another show in the books. Mark, good talking to you, buddy. Appreciate have it, both. Thank you. Yeah, you have a great weekend, too. Carl Middleman, thank you. We'll see you next time around on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.